Welcome to 626 Ohana California Adventures podcast number 17. Where we talk all things Disney, theme parks, and travel. I'm Brad. I'm Kim. And today we're going to be talking about Six Flags, Magic Mountain News, Florida, and the COVID-19 restrictions and how they affect the parks. Also, a whole bunch of Disney World news and Disneyland news and all general Disney news and how it affects both coasts and our experiences going back to Disneyland from the first time since it's reopened. So let's get started with our Six Flags Magic Mountain news. Hurricane Harbor will be reopening. This was just announced uh, that May 15th to 16th will be open to pass holders and May 22nd to the public. And it's a 22-acre water park. Wow, I really didn't think it was that big. I didn't either. Well, that's big. We've never been, so maybe we need to go. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just because we see it from the outside and we're like, oh, okay, we see it. Hmm. And it's open seasonally from May to September, so that lines up with their dates. So this is a usual season for them. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's going to be reduced capacity. With a reservation system. And masks on at all times, except for on the water slides. Okay, there's nothing new or different there. No, that's kind of expected, considering our California law is still, we have to have masks out in public. Right, so uh, that's all good news. I mean, like I said, we haven't actually ever been. We've been to Six Flags. Maybe that needs to be on our list. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I think Hayden would love to go to Six Flags at this point now. Yeah, he's kind of getting to that older, the water parks would be fun. Let's go from California to Florida. And Florida theme parks are changing their policies after Governor DeSantis signed an executive order suspending the state's remaining COVID-19 restrictions. Okay, Walt Disney World is going to end temperature screenings for cast members on May 8th and guests on May 16th. But you have to continue wearing masks and social distance. Okay, I can see that. And really, the temperature thing, I don't I don't know if it has ever caught anybody, you know? I haven't heard, but I mean, I don't think that's something that Disney's going to publicize. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, um, you know, there's, a, you I, know, some privacy issues that they did, <laughs> unless the person that was... Uh, kicked out or not allowed in would have said anything yeah i think the only time that we've ever been said is when they took in our temperature and i believe it was at universal we're running for some reason and they took my temperature and go oh you're running hot and we just got done running but it wasn't like we're over the the temperature it was just where we're hot right but i think getting into florida in summer that could be an issue for some people that tend to run hotter yeah i don't know that's kind of <clears throat> i, I always run low and actually i have to get a temperature check every day for work and Usually I'm so low that I'm like, am I alive? <laughs> okay. And then I'm like, do I have to go to work? And they're always like, yes. <laughs> but I always try that, <laughs> see if it works. So what Universal Studios is doing is they're ending temperature screenings immediately. And their social distancing is changing from six feet to three feet. Now they are going to be doing every single rider row in the vehicle. As then, so this is obviously uh, for Universal Studios Florida. Correct. Yeah. Just Universal Studios. This is all talking about Florida because yeah. this is after the Governor DeSantis signed in the executive order. Well, I just want to make it sure it's clear because when you say Universal Studios, sometimes I know it gets yeah, yeah, you look yeah. at the other part, <laughs> and they will continue uh, mask wearing as well. Yeah, and I kind of see the parks doing that just as a safety at this yes. point. So let's go on and then uh, Sea World in Florida. No more temperature checks. Physical distancing measures will be in place, but there's not a word of exact measurement, and they will continue mask wearing as well. Of course. And so, Bush Gardens. Temperature checks are ending, social distancing changed from six feet to three feet, and masks are required. Then Legoland, Florida, face masks will be required, there's no more temperature checks, and just like Universal Studios, Florida, six feet to three feet for social distancing. 
Okay. And then another news, Walt Disney World and Advent Health are teaming up. Advent Health is now going to be the official medical provider for Walt Disney World uh, Resort, which will include uh, guests, cast members, and athletes. Okay. So they're building a new emergency room. That's always a good thing. So is the new emergency room off of property? It's building at the Flamingo Crossings Town Center. Okay. And uh, it's they're going to have a new virtual portal called Advent Health World of Wellness. So they're going to have virtual uh, consults, but you can make appointments or like concierge services. And you're going to be able to have your uh, medication prescriptions brought over to the resorts through this. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. And then they're going to have like athletic training for the... The athletes that are at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. Okay, so this is going to be more like a uh, urgent care. Yeah, but they're still teaming up with the Advent Health Company, so that like if you had a hospitalization, goodness forbid, or something like that, mm-hmm. that you would still be in their network. So I think it's nice that it's going to provide more of a seamless transformation for guests. Yeah, I mean we've had to use urgent care before while we're in Florida, and. Um, they, I don't know, was it Evan Health they were partnering with before? I can't remember the oh. company name, but, uh, whoever did. I think it's Centra. It was Centra, yes, at that time. So it has changed since we've used it, but it was, Disney was very, made it very convenient to get to the urgent care to get things taken care of. Right. But the thing that you could do it, cause it's going to be built into the, my Disney experience. Oh, that'll be, so be that's, will be in the app. Then. In the app. Oh, wow. So it's going to be able to connect you. So if you want to do a consultation where you're like, I don't know if I should bring in my kid or should I do this? Should I do that? They could do the virtual, which in my experience with virtual, to be honest, most of the time they're going to tell you to come in. Let's be honest. Yeah. Because they can't really assess you over a phone. And that is a healthcare wide or at least a U.S. based healthcare is going to always tell you that they can't assess you on the phone. They're going to tell you to come in. So I don't understand why they're doing virtual so much. Unless it's like I need a prescription refilled, my blood pressure medication or my diabetic medication is running low. Can you refill my prescription? Yeah, but it could also be because I bet they have a lot of people, the kids that eat too many churros and just have an upset stomach. But still, you don't know, could it be appendicitis? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this is your healthcare background going over. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm showing a little bit of my background right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think that it's a good thing that people will have a better idea of how to handle emergencies or illnesses on property, which is great. Yeah, I think the whole thing with uh, medication is going to be, that would be awesome because we had to run around before to get our medications on property. If they can just deliver to the resort and you don't have to wait. Oh, yeah, that you lose. I mean, if it's something that's not such a big deal, you wouldn't lose part time. Obviously, if you've got the flu or something else, maybe you don't want to be in the parks. But, you know, if you're not going to, if it's something minor that you could go back to the park, like I just need to refill a medication or something. Then you don't have to waste time. Well, even you don't that, have to get Uber or Lyft or a ride share or anything like that, or drive over and try to figure out directions and. Yeah, or even that, just waiting for him to fill it. Because yeah. before we had to go to a pharmacy, had it filled, and he actually had to pick it up there and take it, which made it a lot harder. This just makes it seem a lot more seamless. Exactly. So I'm really, really excited to see this. All right, so let's go for. And also. Not, uh, they're also building a new multi-sport arena, which will be called the Advent Health Arena. So they are teaming up with the sports so that 
there i know they've done like uh soccer tournaments baseball tournaments football other all kinds of sports where they brought there of course they used to have spring training down there every year yep but this is also something that they'll probably have physical therapists and people, occupational therapists that are more specialized in this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it'd be kind of interesting because then, then probably maybe you can see more of, especially with ESPN, uh, Disney property, having them bring in maybe preseason basketball in there. Maybe we're looking at other professional teams. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't kinda, know. It depends on how big, but the problem is, is this is a multi-sport arena. Well, look, they brought down last year the NBA bubble during this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. That would have been perfect to have. Yeah, it's just a problem with multi-sport arenas. They have never been very successful in a professional sport. You look at the Oakland Well, A's. look at the Staples Center. Well, that's... Uh, multi- Basketball uh, and ice skate or uh, hockey. And that's the only weird exception. But if you're trying to put a football team with a baseball team with all this different stuff, it could be a little bit difficult. Well, maybe they're going to have multiple arenas around yeah. or who knows? Know. It's, it might be super sport complex which yeah. would be cool to go to a professional game or mm-hmm. whatnot and so that's yeah, cool they're doing i mean definitely expanding yes so big big news that we've all been waiting to hear for uh unfortunately it may not be everything that we hoped but mickey's not so scary halloween party will not be returning this year bum, bum, bum. but there is going to be a new boo bash after hours event at magic kingdom that was just announced this week. So this is going to feature party music, decorations, and character cavalcades galore. So it's going to include candy, theme needs, entertainment such as cadaver dance. Cadaver. Okay, I was making sure I was reading that right. Yes, you are. <laughs> and uh, costumes will be allowed. The nice thing about this, and I, I, the biggest thing is, I think they want to separate because it's a separate cost, obviously a separate ticket. And the reason why I think they had to change the name is. To change the expectations. Yeah, I think if you went in there with Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party or uh, was it out here? Uh, Oogity Boogities. Boogie, Oogie, no, it's Boogie, Oogie Boogies Bash. Uh, so um, they're still using the word bash, bash, which is interesting. Yeah, but it puts into the mind of those past events of everything else. Right. So what's the difference is there's not going to be any fireworks. No Mickey's Booty You Halloween Parade or any other parade that we're aware of except for the uh, character Calvacades. So, and there'll be no stage shows. So, like they had the Sanderson Sisters, I forget what they called that now. But they had little stage shows, things like that. So they're they're keeping with the current pandemic uh, world events and trying to keep it safe. So it's kind of like when they brought back like a touch... Of Disney, it wasn't with the rides, but it was trying to bring back the foods and some entertainment. Yeah, I think this is just because uh, of the year we've been in and everything else is. They want to take it a little bit slowly, maybe you know, just that way you don't have that expectations. Well, this- I don't think they. It's obviously going to be a lower capacity than usual, which will mm-hmm. be nice, and the and the rides will be running. Okay, so probably with that lower capacity, though, it's probably going to be higher ticket pack prices. Would be my guess. Well, of course, uh, prices are to be announced. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what they'll do. I think it's a uh, seeing what the response is, maybe a you know a supply and demand kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, so tickets will go on sale in June. So and, and like Kim said, good. prices to be announced. So all right. So we <laughs> cannot talk about Halloween without the new announcement that they are celebrating halfway to Halloween, which happened May seventh. 
There will be new merchandise, our villains, and haunted house themes. They're kind of doing a slow release on this, but all the everything will be available by late July. <laughs> I saw they have the cutest pair of haunted house jean shorts. <laughs> it has that like haunted house wallpaper mm-hmm. on the print on the shorts. I am keeping my eye out on those. Okay. Uh, looks like they're going to have some sweatshirts as well. And the new Nemo's. Uh, Is it Nemo's? Numo's? N- Nimo? Yeah, Nemo's? Brad and I are. I'm not really into this. I just see it as another thing for Disney to take oh, more of my money. I mean, yeah, and they're really pushing this. Uh, if you go into the Disney stores, like we were at Disneyland, um, it's on the outside of the world of Disney. Disney, um, it just everywhere. You have a huge section of this. So I, I'm wondering if this is coming over from Japan, maybe? I see. I mean, I've seen a lot of people buy the stuff. Oh, they can get expensive quick. They are, but they are cute. But I think that's my problem is I'd always want a new outfit. It's like ears and lounge flies. <laughs> I just keep collecting and somewhere I have to say enough. Yeah, please. <laughs> right? I, I, I have a very healthy uh, lounge fly mini backpack uh, obsession along with my Mickey ears and pins. So, And don't forget your wishables. Oh, yeah, wishables. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I had to draw the line. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a line cute. somewhere. Um, so also with the celebration, they're going to have some food offerings. A Hocus Pocus hot chocolate bomb at the Grenacherie called the Cauldron Cocoa Bomb on May 10th through the 12th. Okay, that looks so cute. And what I'm understanding is it's like one of those that you put in a boiling hot, like on the stove with milk. And then they have a broomstick with it. And that's supposed to be used... To stir it. Hmm. So is, are, this is kind of like the Mexican hot chocolate, I wonder? No, the hot chocolate bombs are actually kind of a thing. Oh, really? I've never seen them. I have, but I have never done it. But it's also going to have the marshmallows and the powder inside. So when it melts in the milk, huh. I wouldn't mind trying one. They sound really good. Okay. And of course, anything Hocus Pocus themed, I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. And Gideon Hand Pies are going to have handmade base bakehouse chocolate chip cookie baked inside a flaky buttery pie crust and it's limited to two per person may 10th through the 12th so they're making a chocolate chip cookie in a pie is that right yeah okay it looks good i saw pictures online it looks delicious (laughs) but then again we have yet to try gideon's cookies on our next upcoming trip i'm hoping to give gideon's bakehouse cookies a try yeah, I just don't want to wait the insane lines for that place. Yeah, I could imagine with a limited time uh, offering like that, it's going to get even worse. worse. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the lines. I just don't know how good a cookie can be for those lines. I've heard the some people I've heard say it's the best cookie they've ever had. I would love to put that to the test. All right. So uh, Disneyland's not going to be left out on all this. So at Black Tap. Craft burgers and shakes. There will be a classic pumpkin pie shake from May 7 to 9th. I love it. I love the fall pumpkin. I don't know how it'll be in hotter weather, but I. Yeah, that's the only thing is you fall, you get that, you know, you kind of want that pump. It's cozy that, comfort food. I mean, really, you got Starbucks that really pushed the pumpkin uh, latte, spice lattes, and now. Everything. And I buy into that all the time. <laughs> I love my pumpkin spice latte. And. It, it just seems really early for pumpkin things. Well, it's just a limited time. It's like a weekend. Okay. No, <laughs> it just feels weird, I guess. All right. So back over to the East Coast. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel opening has been pushed to 2022. Uh, really not a big surprise. 
No, the news was released on Disney Parks blog on May the 4th. Be with you. <laughs> Guests who stay for who book a stay for the 2022 debut will get an exclusive preview of the new lightsaber. And this is one that they just put a video on and everybody's trying to figure out how it works. <laughs> okay. So if there wasn't going to be enough demand for people to stay at the opening when the, the first days, okay. You just lit the fire and threw the gasoline on it. Oh but, yeah. I mean, they're talking over best guess is going to be anywhere from two to $4,000 per person. From what I've heard. Per night? Per night. No, for the whole experience. Wow. But still, that's, I mean, you're talking, you're getting. For a family of four, can you imagine? Yeah, you're getting a Disney Cruise Line territory there. All right. And, okay, so the thing to know is you can only book this for a two-night adventure. You will not be able to book any longer. Okay. So two days at the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel versus maybe a three to a week on a disney cruise yeah it's that'd be tough you i think you have to be a super star wars fan to do oh this. they're they're out there i mean really oh yeah absolutely I, you see when they do the cruises with the star wars theme cruise it sells out i mean people love star wars and i would love to go see it but i just don't know if it's worth the cost for me to go see it yeah see and this is like an adventure that you're going to be staying in the hotel it's not like you're going to go to the theme parks which of course for that price why would you go to the theme parks mm-hmm. but eek yeah i mean and, and it's not saying that i lo- wouldn't love to go it's just i'm a little bit more i guess rational with cost than- yeah i mean there's things that we're rational and not rational about but mm-hmm. i have a hard time Spending a thousand dollars. Well, I well, guess if you break it down, a thousand to two thousand dollars a night per person. Yeah, I mean, that's just well, that's yeah. I mean, and also being DVC, we already have that there. Right, we already have our accommodations that we pay for. I can tell I you what: if we, if we pay that amount of money, we are not leaving that hotel for those two days. Oh no. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. But then again, uh, let's be honest. For that kind of price, I want breakfast in my room. To, you know, where I don't have. I want concierge <laughs> service. <laughs> Okay, I want I want the whole kit and caboodle. I don't want to be staying at a resort that's like a, I don't know, one of the value resorts and then <laughs> get that kind of experience. I understand it's going to be interactive and all these cool new technological features and they're going to have like the Star Wars lightsaber academy and things. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to make it so you want to stay there. But, yeah. but you know, it's uh, let's see what happens within the future. I still have this thing about the no windows. Yeah. and that'd be This kind of- is not going to be a claustrophobic <laughs> fan's uh, place. That's a, let's go from that to... Well, and oh. real quick, one last thing is uh, we don't know exactly when in 2022 it's going to open. So that has like a whole... That's a 12-month window. And this keeps getting pushed back. Yeah. I mean, again, it's because of COVID going on. Uh, yeah, because it's only limited... Bad. And I'm sure that when they open this, they want this thing to capacity. Well, I would think that if there's any kind of technical dish, like difficulties or any bugs that need to be ironed out, like everything has to go smoothly, even the first night. You know, it'd be interesting is, is if they, I wonder if they'll do a cast member preview of this so that they can run that for a couple of days to get the bugs out before they open it. I'd love to see an annual pass holder soft open. <laughs> you always can dream. Right. But then they'll be like, you have to pay $2,000. And I'll be like, is everything going to be working perfectly mm-hmm. for that kind of price? Mm-hmm. But then, okay. of course, those fans won't care and just want to get there first. Mm-hmm. Let's go from that to there's uh, three new Walt Disney World restaurants reopening. So Cape May is going to reopen May 18th. So there will be no character interactions. They'll have a family style meal. 
And it's already, it'll be open for breakfast and dinner only. Okay. So before, if you, in case you didn't know, it was a buffet, but they are going to have a seafood broil because they always were known for their crab legs. Oh, okay. So that it'll. So this is going to be like, uh, like it's the, over at the between the beach club and the yacht club. Okay, so this is going to be like what they did with Ohana when it was open. They brought all the food to your table as a big plate for breakfast. Ohana, yeah, yeah. Um, so that yeah, th- that makes sense right now with what's going on. That way right, you know. that's what's been happening with all the buffets. They've been changing it to something similar. I'm kind of digging that they're doing this. Oh, I like it better than buffets by far because you know it's going to be fresh. It hasn't been sitting there for goodness knows how long. And not to say that kids aren't the cleanest kid people, but you've people seen sneeze, enough. cough, yeah. etc. Despite the guards, yeah. I mean, it's it's just nice. Not everybody's handling and putting back and all that. But gross the, I stuff. think the only negative when you have these is is your they're probably only going to keep it to the most popular items on the. So on you're their, not going to have the variety. Yeah. Um, so, but it's all you can eat. So they'll keep bringing and refilling the plates. And that's at the beach club, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's a beach club, yacht club, kind of like that 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 in between between. hallway kind of area, but it's considered the beach club. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. That's nice. And so if you're staying at the beach club or at the yacht club, for our upcoming trip, we may have snagged a reservation. Okay. Um, and so also it's going to be changing as shift. Mickey's. So they've already been open for breakfast, but starting May 7th, they'll be open for dinner. And again, this is going to be family style meals. Uh, Mickey and pals will wait from afar. So you could get your pictures and stuff, but they're going to be socially distanced. Okay. Well, at least it's something there. Right? Characters. You can't do that in the park. I mean, as easily in the parks. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll take home a souvenir with the character signatures and colorful artwork. So I guess that's making up for the them signing the books that is so cool and who knows what i mean when you go to let's say tiffin's they give you that really nice piece of artwork at the end of your meal Mm -hmm. that's cool we actually save them and we're actually planning to frame them and put them up someday (laughs) yeah it's in our drawer ready to do and i keep saying we're gonna do it yeah it's again just everything at once for us um then also it's opening and this is one of our favorites to go to animal kingdom is tusker house so this is returning sometime this summer, it says. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, entrees are going to be inspired by Flavors of Africa. Okay. And you can snap pictures of Donald Duck and Friends. So, so this is was a buffet previously, if you hadn't been. And they usually had like the characters going table to table, but they also took kids like in a little dance parade. Mm-hmm. So that won't be happening. Yeah, but we- I think... Animal Kingdom desperately needs more restaurants right now. Yeah, and we love this uh, for we try to always book our time in between breakfast and lunch. I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah, here at uh, well, we used to. That I'm was, thinking uh, this is going to be lunch and dinner. It didn't specify. Yeah, but I'm sure we'll get more details as when they say the date opening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, you know, for a buffet, it was a good buffet. It was really good. Uh, so, yeah, that's exciting. We're getting more reopenings, more restaurants. Characters in the restaurants. Now if we can just get that dining plan back. Okay, one step <laughs> at a time. But, okay, so the Disney College program is returning in June. Students who'd previously been in the program that was ended earlier, suspended in early 2020, will get the opportunity to apply early. Okay. So that's kind of nice. They had their previous programs uh, cut short. And I'm sure that was really heartbreaking because they plan their whole to take a semester off of school and. What's well, a lot? Of, I mean, 
Yeah, some of them had college. Uh, they have courses that you can take while you're there if you want to and work. Yeah, well, that's what they're doing. It's for their credits for internships and all that stuff. So, uh, and honestly, I would have wanted to do it just for the experience. Yeah. But a lot of people really like, want to get this because it looks good on your resume that you've done this. Oh, absolutely. But I would have been if I didn't really know back then about that when I was in college or I probably would have been like, we're going to Disney. <laughs> I would have grabbed you along and been like, we're going to Disney. So there are some restrictions to this. So they haven't said if participants will have to be vaccinated or not, but they do specify that vaccinated participants will live with other vaccinated participants. So that's kind of interesting that they specified that, but not if it's... Uh, maybe it's easier to isolate in case somebody gets it. Or they it. put them all... I will. I don't know. Maybe they have certain ones like Chatham Way is all for the vaccinated participants and other ones are not. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, they're also going to be doing an easier application process. So before they used to say it was kind of a lengthy and tedious process and... I don't know if I agree with this because it probably weeded out a few people that were just kind of like, oh, I'll go to Disney casually versus those that really wanted to be there. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you could also see, <laughs> I hate to say it, but some of the Disney, we've seen it with the apps and stuff of what they've done for trying to get tickets and stuff. Sometimes that's been really confusing. I could see where that was well, caused problems too. Maybe. Um, but So but, this part was interesting. Is a program usually consists of 12,000 participants and makes up 5% of cast members at Walt Disney World. I believe it. I remember I was seeing a ton of college. I love talking to the Disney college program participants because they are so interesting about how excited they are, what they're doing. They're just so excited. I think they go and spend so much extra time in the parks mm -hmm. on their days off. Yeah, I think they're just having, they're there to have fun for the experience and everything else and um, you know, it's an opportunity that not a lot of people get to do. Oh, yeah. So the international, the culinary program, and the Disneyland college programs are not opening yet. Which, um, well, the I international guess, would be hard. Uh, especially with all the restrictions on travel, different countries, and everything. And Disneyland, obviously, we're under California restrictions right now, so it makes it really hard to do it here. Yeah, it would be difficult. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's great. It's coming back. We're, I mean, it's like I said, we're seeing positive signs every time. A more and more reopening. You got the restaurants reopening. You got this going on. So we're happy. So let's go ahead and go to the celebration of the fe Festival of the Lion King has had its soft opening. So it returned on May 8th. They're seating every other row apart. Mm -hmm. There are no interacting with guest parade like before where they would have like the kids come up to the floor and they introduce who they are and help lead the all the the, the sounds yeah and all that stuff yeah yeah and okay I, that's and the kid prayed at the end which no I, that's no surprise yeah that's not um and then they're not gonna have the tumble monkeys yeah oh. the tumble monkeys trapeze act they're not doing the trapeze aerial act but the acrobats are on the ground okay. Well, I mean, at least it's something. They're not having to grab hands to do stuff, I guess, is what it is. Well, they're writing each other's faces, and we've seen it before, you know, where they're, you know, they're holding each other's arms and writing. Yes. So it's, I, I can understand where they're trying to keep that social distancing a little bit more. Yeah. But of course, there's always the ever popular songs and singing, which always tugs at the heartstrings. <laughs> um, so all these changes seem that capacity is going to be growing. So. It's quietly like opening back up with all these new restaurants. You have, we've talked about a few weeks or several of the Disney World hotels are reopening this coming like by June. And 
Then of course there's quietly been some new reservation there have been new park reservation slots that have opened. Like all of a sudden just randomly they'll kind of show up. So it seems like the capacity in the parks is going up. So these are more we're seeing more of these reservations opening up more than just a few people dropping their reservations for that date, probably. Yes. Okay. So uh if you if that was a concern and you thought you wanted to go back when and there was less capacity. You may be up for a little bit of a change, but the one thing that has not been introduced back is the Fast Pass program. Now, hopefully, they bring that back soon. I know. I if mean, they're increasing numbers and people are, there's continually talk about hour long lines already. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm still on the thought that they're going to do what they did out here on the West Coast for the Max Pass. Okay, well, if you're going to do it, just introduce it if you're. In, you know, get it done with already. I can guarantee you that people will pay it. You know what? I would versus waiting an hour in line. Oh, well, I would hope our passes actually had an attach like we've had in the past. Correct. But I mean, really, that max pass. I mean, if you're there for a short time, it'd be well worth it. Oh yeah. Um, but so that's hopefully we get to that. So I think from there we need to go to some cruise news and our weekly as the CDC turns update. All right. Um. Previously, like the week before, CDC made it seem like they're working with everybody. Maybe there's some great news. So, because they announced that uh, cruises with 98% vaccinated crews and 95% of vaccinated passengers can forgo that test uh, stimulated cruises. Mm -hmm. Now they have kind of released the information on what's going to be more expected (laughs) out of those test crews. And what we're, they kind of given us hints of what to expect. Okay. It's going to be a little rough, not going to lie. So they're, so if they do the cruises with the 98 and 95, they don't have to do the test cruise or they have to still do it. No, they don't have to do, they get to bypass that. Okay. So the two to seven day test cruises they're going to have to do is this restriction, which is 18 years old and up only. Uh, they have to have tests and questionnaires before the cruise and test three to five days after the cruise. Okay, that's all reasonable. That's, I mean, I mean, but that's a lot of money for these cruise lines to have a two to seven day test cruise. Right, but if you are a volunteer on one of this and you don't pay, if you want to test me three to five days after a cruise, go for it. Well, you're used to being tested. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I, one okay, thing- get tested and get a free cruise and be part of a test cruise. Obviously, there'll be things that need to be shook out and learned. Mm-hmm. Or don't be vaccinated and pay to go. So they can't charge for these test cruises then? No. See, that's the thing that the cruise lines are going to be looking at is because it costs them a lot of money to have those ships fired up and running on a cruise. I bet you they're going to take the shorter cruises, not the week. Because oh, they yeah. got all that food and all that gasoline money and oh, energy. The, and yeah, just the diesel fuel and all. Paying the crew and then you know, there's just things behind the scenes you don't see the food everything oh yeah I and mean, then people then you have of course your room attendants are cleaning everything and <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting yeah uh, well that's probably why they want to do the 98 percent and 95 and we're seeing the cruise line saying yeah we want okay so they've kind of released is what's going to happen regardless if it's a test cruise or they get to go straight back to cruising of course the estimation is still return to cruise in july Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but that's the estimation. We're getting close. I know. Masks will be required around the pools, even if you're sunbathing in a chair okay. and indoors. Well, I mean, that mask, uh, suntan, 
everybody's going to have that. Yeah, it might be a little <laughs> less attractive. Um, I don't know, just to let you know. It'll be the new, um, what is it called, the farmer's tan, where you have... Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. it will. So, of course, they're going to have social distancing around the pools. Um, only same household in the hot tub at a time. No, no, it's not social distancing around the pool. It's in the, in the, the pool. pool. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, uh, okay, those pools first are of small. all, exactly. We've been on a cruise and they're jam. It's and I've heard this term and it kind of grosses me out. Is <laughs> it's like human soup because there's so many people in that, oh, especially on those sea days, right? So now take the capacity and maybe even make it to a half or quarter what's usually in there, which would be nice. But have you ever tried to socially distance? Well, they're saying 18 and over, but if there's kids allowed back on. Well, that's on the test cruises, though. They're not saying for the regular cruises. But this is what we're going to expect on the regular cruises. A test is going to stimulate the real world. So are they going to make you 18 years and older to go on a cruise? That's a question. I mean, really, because I think at the test cruises, I can see where they're doing it because they want you to be illegal adults for all the questions and everything else. But I I can't see them doing this with children on board. Uh, You know, I don't. I think the liability of kids. And then how do you have, this is just a theory that's gone in my mind, is you have kids in the the kids club areas, the oceaneers and all that, touching everything, capacity versus one family says, I can't get reservations. And I went on this cruise because I want my kids to have fun, but we wanted our vacation and get some R&R. But and, I can never get my kids in. And maybe Disney has seen these before, a little bit before, and this is why they're saying they're not returning the cruise until a lot later. Yeah, they're not. But I wonder if they're, the cruise lines are just going to say it's the regulations might be so much tougher on the 18 and younger. Mm-hmm. And I can get where, you know. You or get, they might lower it to whatever vaccinated ages are at mm-hmm. the time. So maybe they're going to start just pushing these towards, <laughs> I hate to say it, the crowd that used to do cruising a lot is the empty nesters the ones that want to get out and do things that older crowd or couples without families, families or yeah. singles or whatnot um because we've seen in recently a lot more cruises going towards kids towards families, families. and um for obvious good reasons i mean they want younger people on those cruises that enjoy cruising and keep coming back to cruising and the kids go back i want to go back yeah. i had so much fun so yeah, you uh, want the kids to say that and to go I, back. I can see it, but I can see where people are like, "Hey, I got a family vacation." All of a sudden, you say, "Oh, you can't bring your kids with you." They're going to be like, "Well, I'm going to have to cancel." I think, but there's a lot of adults that go, "Oh, wait, this might be our time to cruise, and we're, we don't want a ship full of kids or the honeymooners." Yeah, I understand that. I mean, totally, we get that. It'd be a quiet ship, and but there's also it's drawbacks. It's both. Both, yeah. I mean, it's back and forth, and you can make an argument either way. Um, but, so it'll be interesting, but that's just what the the test cruises mm-hmm. are showing. And of course, everything is subject to change. This is just our thoughts that these are going to be what the CDC outlines in the beginning. Yeah. And this is from what we're getting from the CDC. Of course, you know, with the CDC, it changes weekly, if not hourly. And then also uh, talking about all this social distancing, there's only one household in the hot tub at a time. Okay. That'll be hard because there's usually what, maybe four hot tubs, five hot tubs at most on a ship. Well, I think it kind of depends because there's times we've gone to the hot tub and it's been later at night, I guess is the way to put it. And you don't see anybody. anybody there and it's been nice and relaxing and quiet. Right. But if it's one at a time and everybody has to take turns, then there could be increased demand. <laughs> there's going to be a lines at Disney, like Disneyland. Oh, good grief. Everybody Your 20 minutes is up. <laughs> um, then also. Or 15 uh, minutes. Just like Disney, Disney World is there's not going to be any buffets allowed. 
Okay, that's uh, there's no surprise there. I could see them doing the family styles, and that would be pretty easily done. I would like to see them do maybe like what we were talking about. I think it was last week we talked about what Club Med was doing, where they had the plates prepared for things with covered and everything. You just grab the plate and go. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's times we've gone to the buffet just to get dessert or just get something to snack on for real quick. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. They would still have to cut down because if everybody, let's say they had crab legs and everybody was hovering around the crab legs. Oh, I just hope they had the plates all prepared and you grab a go and you, you don't get to, you know, go through and pick them. Yeah, cherry pick everything. Because then, then, you know, we all know how that works. Um, well, they take the best stuff out of the and dish. You, and it's always the person in front of you and you get there and you're like, you just left me little tiny legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so also there's going to be limited capacity in the theaters. Rock climbing walls, mini golf, sports courts, and video arcades, which... No surprise. Yeah, I mean, they're small areas. Well, especially when you're talking about the sports and the arcade, those are all high-touch areas. Yeah. Uh, the theaters are going to be kind of interesting. I think they're going to skip every other row and kind of like they've done in the theme parks. Well, I'm wondering if they're going to be like, like the most... Or cru- dividers, I think they have to do if they can't distance too mm-hmm. much. So they're going to put up like those plastic divider things, mm-hmm. plexiglass. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to do more shows because you know well yeah the shows for the cruising is usually a big thing but they usually only have one or two show or two shows a night for different seatings yeah but then you're also asking a lot out of the the actors performers yeah i mean that maybe i don't know that'd be interesting to see how they work that out because usually when we, i think they'll do it over maybe more nights the same show and maybe cut back on different varieties and realize hey we have two shows you'll get to go to We'll These ha- two shows on a seven-day cruise that will have showings to this two uh, for two days of shows of. Well, they the- might do more like magicians where they just have the one magician. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's a really big thing or for comedian. Uh, yeah, and I know it's a big thing for actors that get into these theater shows because they want to get on the Broadway and whatnot, and this is a good step for them to go there. Um, so hopefully, they will be able to bring back those style shows. Yeah. Uh, it will. You know, a lot of things are turning to normal. It's just going to take time. And, and of course, when you first go, when they first reopen, it's going to have, you know, more restrictions at first, especially because cruising has been hit the longest. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, any any positive forward at this point is good news, although we haven't seen any really other than out of the Bahamas and stuff like that. We haven't seen anything out of the U.S. announced. If Not it, yet. But hopefully soon. So spas and fitness centers will be limited to reservation only time slots. I guess that's good. I mean, well, yeah, people. So you don't have to wait in line. But you have people touching machines. They're sweating. They're breathing hard. Right. So they they have have to to be wiped wiped down down and and cleaned up. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, Then shorter excursions are going to be arranged through the cruise company. So you cannot do any personal exploring or outside excursion company. For me, this might kill it. Agreed. Because like... Okay, for example, when Brad and I first got married, we, or even when we were engaged, we went on cruises and we couldn't afford the shore excursions. Oh, they were awfully expensive and we know it and they're convenient. Don't get me wrong. They're totally convenient. That's what they're there for. Right. But when we were, you know, much younger and we didn't have a lot of money, we couldn't afford them. So like once we went to St. Martin's and we just hung out on the beach and went swimming all day. And Well, we did the, do the rum tour the rum factory but we did this on our own we walked down the streets on our own went to lunch and on our own just found a place on and had a burger and then sat on the beach and had a good time and that was our excursion yeah it, i forgot about the rum tour but. 
Um, but it, but was, it was just kind of like a, it was a cheap thing that we could do that was less than any excursion. And, and of course they gave you, right. You know, they gave you things to do in town that weren't part of the excursion. So you just can kind of go through and see through the tourism or even the shopping. They had like the discounts. Now it's probably has to be an excursion that you have to go shopping. You have to go to certain stores mm-hmm. and of course there's going to be probably paybacks to go into the stores. And now you're paying to go into a mm-hmm. store Yeah, and it's like on said, top of what you'd buy. It's like I said, we've done excursions where we paid excursions. They've been really good and they've been excellent for what they are absolutely Um, but they're more a lot of times they're more expensive than if you went with local but there's things that we have done that were like we didn't really need an excursion for this we could have done this on our own it's not what we wanted to go see or do while we're here so it gave us the opportunity to go to something different Right, like we had an upcoming uh, cruise that's canceled this year Mm -hmm. that we had wanted to go explore the town and we wanted to go and just kind of do a little bit of our own thing after we we were going to do an excursion. But afterwards, if we just kind of wanted to go around town and do things, we couldn't. Or if we wanted to go and we had time, we could fit in like one of the shorter activities, we could have done that on our own and paid when we were there. Yeah, and it's kind of like a... Uh, excursion uh, when we did our Disney uh, Vacation Club cruise in Alaska is when we or not Alaska I'm sorry when we went to uh, from San Diego to um, Vancouver d- it was d- the Pacific d- Coast, Coast. Uh, DVC member cruise but when we, we went to uh, what's the island okay so when we went to Victoria Gardens we did the whole uh, excursion where they took you on a bus tour all of um, downtown victoria, victoria afterwards and, and it was like the, the bus tour and then to the victoria gardens i mean it was great to see Bush, all this or no it was uh what's it called garden um bouchard gardens and we went to bouchard gardens after doing that tour of downtown and everything and then came back i would have rather done the excursion just to the bouchard gardens and done that and then come back and then had some time to go downtown or go downtown victoria and, and just walked around a little bit. Yeah, we didn't do that. But then again, we, we are on a different kind of cruise because we wanted to get back and experience a ship and mm-hmm. do yeah. all the DVC yeah, we, member stuff. Yeah, but even if we didn't do that bus tour, we would have had more time just to do a couple hours downtown and walk around. Yes. Instead of trying to rush back to do everything. Um, so I think it takes that flexibility out of that. Yeah, and this is the first we're hearing about it. So that might be a uh, deal breaker for some people. I think for us personally, it would be. It might be. I, I think we'd have to really look at the excursions, the cost of the excursions, and then would it include a where we would have wanted to go and explore, like a downtown shopping time or yeah. something? I mean, yeah, that's the thing is, is that's half the fun thing about cruises. Sometimes you just go and explore. I don't know. That's just me. But hey. And then, of course, uh, because of Governor DeSantis' uh, bans on vaccines, the requiring vaccines for people to go to your business or recreational cruising whatnot norwegians talking about pulling their sailings out of florida that's a big development it is a huge development they're like hey we could go to galveston we could go to california we could go elsewhere but we do not need to deal with this because there's a push and pull still between the cdc and and florida oh i mean this is going to be a whole mess mess. and if and since the demand's there if norwegian's pulling out well I could see a lot of other cruise lines pulling out. I could Disney might be tougher because a lot of people do that land at sea yeah, packages, and they like to do the back to back with a the theme park. But you got to remember, also you have to think about there's Georgia just right to the north. I'm sure they have seaports. I don't know. And then really, it's not that. I mean, we. we but could it, they we, handle the big size of the cruise ships? These mega I w- ships. I wouldn't be surprised if they could. 
I mean, there's some big ports over on the East Coast. There is on the East Coast. But and maybe develop, they can go out in New York. Or maybe some of these ports go, hey, we will develop our port so your ship can pull in. I but mean, not we, quick enough in the next... Well, they maybe already have something that's available that they can run some of their smaller ships into. I mean, Disney's not mega ships. Yeah, but I'm talking like Norwegian. Norwegian is and has some mega ships, but they do also. Royal have, Caribbean. They have some smaller ships too that they can run out and move their mega ships to Galveston and go out of Galveston. Yeah, and then I of mean, course it's all it's it's all very uh, up in the air. But there's a whole bunch of things. I mean, I kind of look at it like they did here in Long Beach. Is that a cruise line wanted to come into Long Beach and they built a port for them so that they can come in? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of way it kind of worked. Um, Florida, I think it's like I said, these guys just need to get in the room and hammer it out and be done with it. Well, I don't know. I think it's, it's again, it's political. It is not always science-based. And then you have hard heads all around. They're not gonna, nobody wants to give or take or they're all standing the ground. I'm I'm right. You're wrong. And I don't care what you say. (laughs) All right. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, it is time to think about what is safe and what is what the demand is. Nobody forces anybody to go on a cruise. It is a personal choice. Yes, make it safe. But maybe you're going overboard. There's middle grounds for all this and they just need to work it out. And that's that's kind of where we fall on this is it, you know, there's too many complicated parts and they just need to sit down instead of pointing fingers saying this is my way and this is what it's going to be. It's just work on it. Guests have the option whether they want to go or not. This is not like you have to go on a cruise. We're pointing a gun at your head. This is no, I feel comfortable with what the regulations are. And I am willing to book my cruise regardless of. And you have a lot of these companies that are saying, well, happy to rebook you. Yeah. I mean, if you don't feel comfortable, we'll happily rebook you for later. I mean, that's kind of the way it's going. So let's go from the CDC and the Florida and the cruise lines. Uh, Back over trying. to the West Coast. And Disneyland is vaccinating the cast members and their families on property. So it's both current and furloughed cast members. That's great. It is. It and should it, be that way. And I think we're seeing this and we'll talk maybe a little bit more about it when we're talking about our Disneyland reopening experience. But I think you're seeing more and more cast members coming back online. So that's probably why they want to do the furloughed. And they have to make an appointment, which is good because they don't want everybody showing up at once. Mm-hmm. Especially, I look at this as cast members, if they do decide to open up uh, the Pfizer from 12 to 16 and there's going to be a rush of appointments, you guys might have a little leg up on that. Yeah, which would be great. Um, they, the cast members must make an appointment and they're offering the Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So this is going to be done at the Disneyland Hotel uh, I'm a little jealous that they get to go inside the hotel <laughs> and on property over there and at the backstage pharmacy. Well, I mean, really, the Disneyland Hotel is not open. I right, mean, but that's what I'm saying. It gives them a private area to do it so they can have their employees, a private parking lot, everything there that they can go and do. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I'd be like, I'm booking at the hotel. Yeah. And, and so, it's got plenty of parking, right? Talking about Disney hotels, Disneyland Paradise Pier Hotel is reopening. June 15th with limited capacity. And same day that California is supposed to loosen the restrictions per Governor Newsom. So so that's when they're talking about maybe for California, we've entered in a lot of areas what's called the yellow tier, which is the lowest. So maybe we won't have masks anymore and all these uh, restrictions. I don't see Disney lifting the mask mandate. I don't either. And it's like we've seen everywhere that, that, you know, we've seen it with Universal and Disney that they're saying, hey, this is private property. We can mandate you to have masks on. It is. And I mean, we've seen it all over the place. They're asking people to keep their masks on. So 
I wouldn't be surprised if we see this, even if the mandate in California ended, that Disney is still requiring it. And a lot of businesses here probably so well. So it's kind of great where we're seeing this open. I'm actually surprised they're not open Disneyland Hotel. Right. But they're using it for a vaccination site. Yeah. Well, they're just for now for their employees. But the Paradise Pier. I think it's a two extremes. One is well, you got one the, is more value, which is the Paradise the Pier, Pier Hotel. Mm-hmm. And then you have the more expensive, which is the Grand Californian California. Hotel and Spa. So it's interesting. Oh, and worth re. Worth mentioning is they have said that uh, Napa Rose and the Storytellers Cafe will be reopening soon. Yeah, and, and, that's and of course, Storytellers Cafe—they used to have in the morning with the character breakfast. It was, you know, so that obviously now become uh, family style, <laughs> no characters that they're <laughs> suggesting. Well, should we get into that because we were there a little bit? And, yeah. So actually, um, Brad and I we went to Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure. And we stayed at the, the villas Ca- at the Grand Californian. Yeah, and when we're talking about these restaurants, is it was was interesting is uh, we're walking down and we saw people. We could look into Napa Rose, and yes. we could actually see the seating has been changed in the Napa Rose for well, the distancing. And we also saw so the cast member. It looks like chefs because they had chef jackets on with the Napa Rose logo on them. So uh, it, Brad had actually spec- like had thought you know maybe this is happening. Before it was announced, mm-hmm. well, it was kind of obvious. I mean, because you know, they're not going to be wearing Napa Rose chef outfits if they're or their coats, white coats, and you know, unless they were working there. And I was like, I bet they're open, going to be, and they're preparing to open because you can see the tables are all arranged. Everything was arranged for them to open. Yeah, so um, we couldn't tell a storyteller's yeah, cafe the, because they actually had like paper up paper. Yeah, they had coverings on the windows, which was really odd for that hotel. How? nice that hotel is to have paper. paper brown paper over the windows it just wasn't disney no it wasn't i was yeah i agree that was a little shocking <laughs> to the system but okay let's get into disneyland yeah so um yeah it was an interesting experience for us uh more uh, the biggest thing that we saw is that they want you to do mobile ordering for any food all the time yes and, and it was it I, was uh, it was a mixed bag like there were some things like we got the Holly Jolly Bakery, it was really easy to do. and Some things were easy to do. Some things were like it made no sense of why they were doing it. Right. Like we went over to the Tropical Hideaways and we got a dull uh, pineapple whip. And it was just kind of the, long, the line almost seemed as long and it deterred. Yeah, because you're not picking it up immediately when you did the mobile order. You had to still wait in line. They're only doing mobile order through that. So you had to order it, get in line, then you're back in the line again. It made no sense of why they were doing it that way. And then uh, the same thing, like we went over, we had lunch at the French market. And we actually had mobile ordered ahead thinking this is kind of the way things would be. And, and it'd be time, easier. And they give you a certain time to be back and everything. Well, the line, they also still had a walk-up line at that location, and that was one of the few, so that's worth noting. Mm-hmm. But the walk-up line got through faster than the mobile ordering there. Yep, and, and also, you couldn't sit down at a table until you had your food in hand there. And there was a hard time because with the little um, Benet shop next door, they were able to sit down too, so it, and with social distance table, it was hard to get tables at times. And I felt bad because we were two of us, just two of us, and we were sitting at a six-person table. But there was no other uh, table, and they weren't going to separate that table because it was all distance out, but there was nowhere else to sit. Yeah, and it was one of those things that we felt bad, and we saw people kind of staring at us. I'm like, uh, uh, sorry. Sorry, and it wasn't... 
it was uncomfortable because we felt horrible and we we're kind of like uh but we also wanted to eat our lunch and sit down and eat right and it was the only table that was available and so yeah and that's Sorry. kind of our that's kind of our area that's one of our traditions to go um the menu was a lot more limited than normal absolutely and then the other thing to note is the to-go order or the mobile order was packaged in like a styrofoam packaging and like you would pick up at a restaurant versus when you went in the normal line you got the dishes the same way so i would have preferred the other dishes i wouldn't say they're styrofoam because they don't use styrofoam they're that plastic okay yeah whatever the recycling <laughs> material but it's yeah. like that that idea of a container and really i thought it looked like you got more on the plates than you did in the packaging and quite frankly you got the pole boy uh, I got the um, yeah, it's the poor boy, poor boy with it, and they gave you a bag of chips and and the actual if you went into line they still had the homemade chips so yeah. that was a difference I wanted to point out yeah and that was I don't know that was kind of disappointing I think if you're really wanting to do this kind of do some research on what you want to see and see if they only do mobile ordering or not if they only do mobile ordering you're forced to do it if they don't give you an option it might be worth it to go look and see what that line's like first. Yeah, because uh, there were people that were doing the walk-ups at the exact same time doing the mobile ordering like five minutes later versus walking up and it just... And then there was a lot of people did mobile ordering. So we waited quite a while. Like it would have been easier to cancel that order and go through line. But well, we, we're waiting for like five minutes so we can confirm that, yes, we were there and everything else for it to pop up on the screen. In that time, somebody got their full meals. It was like four people and sat down on a table. And finally, ours came up to be prepared. Then we had to wait for it to be prepared. Yeah, it, it was just kind of a pain in the... Yeah. I, I don't recommend the mobile ordering there. The only thing I would say is like what we did at the end of the night was for the mobile ordering when we got the cinnamon bun and the muffin. Oh, okay. So when we went over to Holly Jolly Bakery, uh, it, the interesting part is the park closed at 7 o'clock. And since we were staying over at the Villas at the Grand California Hotel, I thought it'd be nice to get some baked goods for the morning mm -hmm. for breakfast before we got to the park because the parks didn't open till nine. You got the cinnamon buns. I got a chocolate chip muffin. And we re made a reservation for what, right around 730? 7.20. So we would have got whatever rides we wanted done like right up till seven and still been able to pick up our mobile order, which is great. Yeah. So that, that kind of maximized our time in the park. So we weren't worried about it shutting down or could we get it? Yeah, and that made it nice for us to grab it and go. Yeah, but actually, uh, just real quick, I would not recommend that chocolate chip muffin. Yeah, you said it wasn't good. The no, cinnamon bun I popped in the microwave the next morning. It was great. Yeah, it smelled good. I was kind of I, <laughs> and I was worried because the cinnamon buns come with so much icing. I thought it was gonna get like mushy and not good. I actually ordered extra icing. I never used extra icing. There was so much icing on it, but I think that kind of worked in its favor because it was in that hard that clamshell plastic. I think it kept that moisture in there. And then when I microwaved it, it kept that moisture and kept the whole thing nice, moist, and easy to eat. Okay. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But, so uh, if you're staying over at the Grand and you have a microwave in your room, <laughs> uh, that a cinnamon bun from Holly Jolly Bakery. And I've had it before there, and it's excellent if you like a good cinnamon bun. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's talk about more about the park experience. Okay. So... Also, Rise of the Resistance, uh, something you can do just like at Walt Disney World at 7 a.m. You can do it off property or from your hotel. So you can be at home. Unfortunately, I thought about this the night before and then forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, we were literally on the road when you remembered it. I was like, whoopsies. Yeah, so um, 
to have the app at 7 a.m. I don't know. It seemed like that was really busy from what we were seeing, from hearing from people. But people were saying the same thing. Like if you were over at Disneyland and you didn't have until after and you were park hopping because they still have park hop. I, I don't know why you would want to do park hopper right well, now. Well, I could see why you would want to do it. Um, and, maybe and we'll get to that in a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Um, but if they have um, the 7 a.m. that was done off property or hotel, but I believe the 12 p.m. You had to be on an either in, Disneyland or, or a Disney's California Adventure. So you've already had to go through the turnstiles and then you can and, make it and uh, swipe in or, you know, they have to and make that reservation verify your and, ticket. Yeah. And which was, you know, really we did the 12 o'clock one where we we're right there at 12 o'clock and we saw people, everybody was getting, oh, we got it, you know. So uh, I call this a Disney lottery, <laughs> but it was a good thing. It was it, awesome. And you could hear people like around sitting off to the side, like, I got one, I got one. And really when we did that 12 o'clock, we got had an hour and 30 minute wait time, which was probably just the reservation time that they were doing anyways at that time for everybody. Exactly. It, it was, it worked out well. And yes. uh, for just, uh, I don't want to run anything because I specifically never watched anything on Rise of the Resistance because I wanted to be surprised. Yeah. I understand that there's a part of it, like the pre-show, that would take it to the next level from my understanding. I was so impressed with this ride. And I'm not a big Star Wars fan. No, it was a great ride. I loved the ride. I liked it so much better than Smuggler's Run. Um, it was oh, with a hundred times more. Um, even though we had the plexiglass barriers and everything, but it was still fun to look around. It was just great. It was well done. It is amazing. And there's a, there's, there was some, there's a part of the ride. I don't want to run it for anybody because it, it, it had some other moments where I thought it was going to be like another type of ride that's on over at Disney's California Adventure for a portion of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it still took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I wasn't expecting it, and I was pleasantly dis- surprised, and I didn't know what to expect. I really thought it... So it threw me off. Mm-hmm. But the way the vehicles move, I think it's going to be the same way as what uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is going to be like. Yeah, it was just really cool. It was fun. Um, I One thing I would say about the after the 12 reservations that we did notice were the lines for getting into it after your reservation came up were so much shorter. But we were like waiting off to the side right there. And as soon as that thing popped up, we f- we flew into line. Yeah, but I don't think it was just that. I think what happened was is some people made it from California Adventure. The, and, the resi- and Disneyland was at its capacity and they couldn't get into Disneyland at okay. that time. And that would probably be the issue where the lines got a little bit shorter because they had the reservoir resistance with the park hopper and well and let's make something very clear just because you get that rise of the resistance time if disneyland's at capacity it doesn't matter you're not getting yeah. in and if you, it doesn't matter if you have a park park hopper or not you have to wait till they they can get you into that capacity they said they really haven't had a problem so far but it's only been open a week and a half but, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to pay extra to take that risk right now. Yeah, I know. It's, what is it, $50 more? I, I didn't Something see like the that. price. I yeah. can't remember what the price. I think it was like $50 more. But right. to take a $50 risk and not know if, if everybody at Disneyland was stayed at Disneyland or didn't leave, mm-hmm. then you may not get in that park. And this is and you the, paid for that park hopper. This is kind of the interesting thing with the park hopper is then we're going to talk about uh about uh, Disney California Adventure. And this is where it got interesting because when we went to DCA, we rode eight rides before noon. I mean, it was crazy how many rides we were able to get on. 
Okay, so let's talk about Disneyland wait times first and oh, okay, everything. Okay. So uh, there was varying wait times at Disneyland. There was anything from like walk right on to an hour, yeah, forty five minutes to an hour. It depended on the ride, of course. Yes, um, Indiana Jones was. It got up to like forty five minutes to an hour, and then broke down. Which we all know, anybody who's been at gone to. Disneyland. Uh, Indiana Jones does frequently break, break down. down. So if that's ever a ride you want to go on, that's if, a good one to go on early because it broke right before closing and we wanted to go ride it a second time. So uh, it was down for probably over an hour at the end, cl- park. It was closer to two hours it was down. Okay. I could look at it and I, when we went back about an hour before park closed, and say, yeah, they're not going to reopen this. Yeah, it seemed silly at that point. Yeah, but, um, and people were waiting. We were waiting the last like 15 minutes hoping to eat. Hoping we could, but it Get the last minute on that. It was, and so he jumped on another ride real quick. And the cast members basically said, yeah, about that 15 minutes. Well, they didn't release it, no, but they're kind of like, uh. And that 15 minutes, they said, it's looking very doubtful it's going to open. In yes, 10. that's the words they used. It wasn't negative, but it wasn't very positive. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so the wait times were just kind of weird um, for Disneyland. I, I mean, mean, there was things like we got there early. We walked straight on to Pirates. I mean, or sorry, 15-minute wait for Pirates. And, and it, that, that line looked a lot longer than it was. Oh, it circled all around uh, New Orleans Square, and it it sometimes probably got up to 45 minutes, yeah, 30, 45 minutes. But that line, usually when it's way out where they had it, when we got a line, it took us 15 minutes to get into the ride. Usually that's like an hour and 20-minute but it's because of social distancing, of course. Yeah, when, that we've seen it, like the lines marked out there at spring break and summers before. So when we saw it, we're like, oh my goodness, this is awful. Yeah. So the lines are deceiving. And just realize when we got into line, there wasn't very often that we just sat in line. A lot of times they had us walking. Yeah, you were moving around and around different things up and down. We walked, I think we walked that day over eight miles, which is unusual for us at Disneyland because it's such a small park. To mm-hmm. walk around because we were usually just going point eight and we were standing in line forever. I felt it that night. Mm-hmm. And we were really moving the whole time. And they had lines that were just sneaking around through it just to keep you busy walking. Okay, for Indiana Jones, they actually had us go through the line of the Jungle Cruise <laughs> all the way up the stairs, around the top, and down Downstairs. below, through the lower line, back up, around, down, and then through the Indiana Jones line. <laughs> it was a lot of walking. It was, but we moved constantly. Yeah, you moved constantly. It didn't seem that long. And really, the lines, it, they were deceivingly, they were deceiving of how long they were, as like we were saying. I saw where they had us sneaking around the Jungle Cruise before we got in line and go, oh my goodness, what are we getting into? And again, this is a new learning experience for us because obviously we haven't been to Disneyland since it's closed. And before you have everybody right on you, you know, you move your backpack, you hit somebody with it because they're right on you. Right. But uh, in all reality, like, Think about Peter Pan's flight. Mm-hmm. We waited 10 minutes. No, it was like five. Five, 10 minutes. And I think during the rest of the day, it got up like 20, 30 minutes. minutes. But before, it wasn't uncommon to wait in an hour for Peter Pan's flight. Oh, Peter flight. Pan? Really? An hour had been short. I right. think, I've I think seen it up to 120 before. Yeah. I mean, really, we, and the thing with the wait times is Disney. What we found from Disney was is that their wait times are fairly accurate. Yes. And what we were talking to a cast member about, and they said that they are, I don't know if, I, we didn't quite get the clear if they had a cast member that was standing in line so they can time it out because they're not giving you the cards so they can scan them and see how long the times are. Or they're watching people, have cast members 
timing certain people going through a line so they know when they get to a certain point. So we never really got the clear, but it was accurate. Accurate, Yeah. And that was something like at Universal, it wasn't. Yeah. So, I mean, they did a really good job there. So, I mean, really, if you're looking at those Disney wait times, they're accurate. They're good. So they'll give you a good idea of what the times are. Yeah. Through Disneyland, we got on every ride that we wanted to. And we probably, if we would have pushed it more, could have done more. But we went well, to a few shops and we just did, kind of meandered a little bit. And really, some of the worst lines were for the shops. Right. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, the world of Disney or not the world of Disney, um, was it the, but the main store there on main street had a line that was, it had to be over an hour to get in. Oh, on the Emporium on main street. Yeah. The Emporium main street. I mean, that thing line was wrapped around the front city hall all around the fire department and all the way around towards the front. And then, I mean, it was nuts. Yeah. I, I, and Brad and I looked at each other and we're like, we don't want anything that badly. So be aware of that. Um, so talking about lines that are long, let's go to Disney California adventure. And this was kind of an odd deal too for us. We rode eight rides before noon. Yeah, DCA was almost the opposite of Disneyland because that we walk. I mean, we walked on so many rides there. I mean, yeah, it was really weird. I think because it's a design of DCA, and people when they were going back, they wanted Disneyland. If they're paying for that one day, they're going to Disneyland. They're not going to DCA. Yeah, and you know, some of the rides there are obviously for taller guests, forty inches and above mm-hmm. so you're not gonna i mean they do have like the pixar pier and They've some been, of like jesse's it's something that's been changing, something that's been changing over time adding more right but you still have the incredible coaster you still have soren and you have uh guardian galaxies mission breakout that are meant for older writers so that's three of the major attractions that aren't for the littles yeah and so i can get, get that um but we, I mean, it was crazy how many rides we got on. We could have, uh, we rode Guardians of the Galaxy twice and walked on. Both and times. total four times. That's I mean, unheard of yeah, before. I mean, normally you'd be over an hour, if not. And it was a five minute wait time each yeah. time. Of course. I think it, we end up waiting 10 minutes. Of course, they're not doing that little pre show thing beforehand. So, like, yeah, that where they do the little show with Rocket and they mm-hmm. sh- show you like a little bit on the screen that first room, the key room, that's not open. But, in all reality, if we really pushed it, we probably could have rode every ride before two o'clock. Yeah, I would. I and but and to be fair, we actually went to Lamplight Lounge for lunch, and yeah. we also had a snack over at Cozy Cones we, before, so we didn't we, push it. Well, we were pushing at first, and then we thought we realized that we were getting so much stuff done that we could slow down a bit. We can go back to our old ways. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that we thought about in our tips would be if you're going to go to do a park hopper, do DCA in the morning and then mm-hmm. go over to Disneyland. If there's a capacity and that's or vice versa, go Disneyland first and then over because honestly, I think the longest radiator line, spring radiator racers was only 30 minutes. I wasn't even, that was 20 minutes. Actually the longest line I saw when we were, I was paying attention to the line times was soaring around the world and that was over 30 minutes. Yeah. And that's only because they are only allowing like two groups per row and they skip that middle seat or no the back seats depending on how many people are in that group too it, yeah i mean we had a we had it's just me and kim and there was another couple that were on that one row and that was it right but we were on the extreme one end and they were on the extreme, extreme other, other so there was plenty of distance and they had a plexiglass barrier in the middle yeah so i mean really it dca if you're trying to get a ton of rides in that's the place to go in the morning. And then if you go to Disneyland and see what you can get into for the afternoon, if you have to do both parks. 
Yeah. Or, you know, and we'll get to this in a little bit, is honestly, Brad and I said, if we would have had more time, because we are racing back the second day to get back to uh, Hayden's games, is uh, we, we, we would have maybe done DCA the day that we arrived, if we are doing it overnight, mm-hmm. and done the parks in the morning when the Grand California Hotel opened, then we would have probably done like the half day at the pools over there. Yeah. Or just relaxing or something. Or we would have been able to take it a little bit easier than what we did because we felt like at Disneyland that we had to push to try to get a lot of things done. Yeah, it was there was more crowds and it was a little bit longer waits. Yeah, so we felt like we were pushing it and then we got to Grand California or at uh, DCA and we're like, oh God, we could have relaxed. We could have gone back to the hotel and maybe relaxed a little bit more and used our time. I, yeah, it would have just been a more relaxing thing. So let's go ahead and talk about the Grand Californian Hotel. But then again, since we left early, we couldn't have gotten everything done at Disneyland. So yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. It's if we didn't have to leave early, that would have been the, that's the so that, that would have been the way but, to do it. Uh, wait, because we had to leave early. It worked out the way we did it, but it still would have been nicer to do it the other way. I think. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the. And Grand- no, also um, just to know at DCA, a lot of the smaller stores weren't open. Yeah, they were. Only like the Buena Vista Street stores were really open. Like the smaller ones around the attractions weren't open that you're used to. Yeah, the dining options weren't quite the same. Yeah, and of course the Wine Country Tacheria is not open. Yeah, so you're kind of very limited. So be aware, check out the app and see what you would want as far as Lamplight Lounge. It really hadn't changed from when we reviewed it um, on our YouTube channel. Uh, it was a little more disorganized this time. We didn't have the smoothest experience. Yeah. But the, as far as the menu, everything else has been pretty much the same. Yeah. And then there were more characters that were out for uh, social distant interactions, like that main hub off of Buena Vista yeah, Street. And that's something we really noticed at DCA compared to Disneyland. Yeah. And the, there were more photo ops. So Chippendale was still over by the across from Grizzly River Run. And they were doing like the little interaction, like skitty kind of fun things. And then you had out front in the main center square, if you want to call it, right in front of Cathay Circle. Yeah. You had um, Mickey and Minnie rotating with Daisy and who else was there? I can't remember who else. And then it was Snow White and Dopey. Yeah, Snow White and Dopey. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was uh, Mickey and Daisy. Yeah, Mickey and Daisy. And then Snow White and Dopey, and they were rotating those characters in there. I mean, there was characters. And then later, Minnie came out later in the day. And, of course, you had Mater out in the Cars Land and that lightning that was sitting out. So you had plenty of photo opportunities at uh, DCA. Yeah, it it felt more than at Disneyland. But it could have been with us at Disneyland, too. We were so focused on trying to get things done. We lost the focus of everything else. I never even saw the cavalcade. No, I didn't see any, and I was just about to mention that because we've seen so much over at Walt Disney World with the cavalcades like all over the place that I kind of wish they would have had that at um, Disneyland, at least going down Main Street. Did they, they could have, have no, no, I didn't see anything, but that doesn't mean it didn't it happen. happen. Yeah, it could happen. And, they, and they, if they were doing like they did Disney World, it was random times. You didn't know, it just happened. Yeah. Because so, like up at New Orleans Square above Pirates of the Caribbean, at one point we saw Tiana and we didn't see that over, like that's the only character I remember really seeing out. Okay. Yeah. I mean. And every time we looked at that balcony, there wasn't always yeah. a character up there. So it wasn't like they rotate them out like they were over at DCA. Well, they had them at uh, Star Wars too. They had Chewbacca and a couple of other. Oh yeah, that's right. They did over at Batuu. <laughs> but sorry they did do it start uh, but too they no. had a few characters and then they had some of the uh stormtroopers out and stuff like that but yeah. it was very distanced and very elevated yeah but it was still they they it, it was <laughs> it was something you're yeah. right i forgot about them okay so let's go talk about uh the grand californian 
Um, this is where it kind of gets kind of interesting of entering the park. Um, the for as getting into the Grand California, you have to have a room key. Well, what you can or registering and be registered, Stirred, and then yeah. they'll let you in. Yeah. So, um, so you need to have that to enter and exit the downtown district gate. And there was actually two gates when we went in from California from the Grand California. They had a new a special gate that dropped you into. Yeah, it was right by the Starbucks. Yeah, well, one the Starbucks. There's two Starbucks yeah, the, down, downtown yeah. Disney. Um, but it took you closer to the gates for California, uh, or for Disney California Adventure and Disneyland. That gate. Um, they had that one that they normally have uh, for that downtown district was closed in the mornings. But it, it's it was so it was just weird. And then um, the gate to DCA has not been open, but they've announced that May 28th it will be reopening. And that's a major perk of staying at the Grand California. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that gate is so convenient to have. I mean, even when we had our regular passes, we would go use – when we would stay at the Grand California, we'd just go through there just to cut through so we could stop at Soren or something like that. Then go to Disneyland. Yeah, we did that a lot. Um, but that, that gate was I, – I mean, I looked at it when we were there, and it was obviously prepared for it. Right, it was. And the sad part was at the end of the day when we wanted to walk out the park and then we had to go all the way around and all the way midway through um, downtown Disney District. I was like, oh. It just made it a lot longer. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, everybody knows the points at uh, DVC or if you're paying cash for the Grand Californian, it's expensive. Yeah. So I feel like they should have opened that right away. Mm -hmm. um, good thing about the Grand California with the restaurants closed right now. We're like we talked about Napa Rose is closed right now and Storybook uh, Tellers is closed. Is um, You can order food from downtown district and have it restaurants deliver it to the lobby. So you go to your hotel room and they have a QR code for the menus and you scan it and you mobile order it. And then... They tell you when it's ready and you meet them down in the lobby and you can take it back up to your room. Which is great because you only had one really option kind of down there. Yeah, you had two, but uh, there we ate at the the GCH Grill or whatever. Yeah, the Bar and Grill. And it was it was okay. I, we the second time we eaten there, it was fine. It was. I got a tuna poke bowl and it was okay. Nothing uh, fancy for a poke bowl. I was actually like, I don't know. I um, thought. I was. Yeah, I got the uh, pizza, which was fine. Yeah, I wish I would have got the burger. Mm -hmm. But then, I really don't usually like to order a burger. I just feel like sometimes it's theme park food when you're mm -hmm. at theme park. So what I else? like to try different stuff. Did we order something else there? Too? We ordered the. You got the charcuterie pizza. pizza. No, that's what I'm saying. And we pizza. split the lobster quesadilla, which it was good. I liked it. Brad didn't. I think it was too seafoody for me. Yeah, it was. It did have a strong fishy taste to it, if, mm. or a strong lobster taste to it. If it, that's not your thing, yeah. Um, so it wasn't subtle. No, it wasn't a subtle. I mean, I guess when I usually eat lobster, it's I douse it in butter. Yeah, it, there wasn't any really. It's all that cheese and that fish taste, yeah. and it, it it was just too much for me. But that's just me. Um, but it was okay. I would. We talked about it later. We wish we would just order some from downtown district and. Picked it up. Yeah, yeah, both of us regretted that decision. But I do got to say it was nice to have a drink. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been nice because we had a DVC, so we had that room, that table in the room we could have put on a Disney movie, and I think we would have had a much nicer evening. Yeah. And so something to make aware of is the pools have wait list if there's at capacity. Yeah, Um. I don't think we really saw that. Well, there. we were there at night after the parks were yeah. closed, and it was getting later. It was but almost that, to close. But that would be more of the time that people would have been in the pool. But again, 
it was getting a little chilly out at night too. It was. So, uh, and then it was only open to California residents and anybody no, else. No, because of DVC, you oh, didn't yeah, have to be. Yeah, but I mean, the parks. So, yeah, the parks. That it's probably more people more, that got the DVC reservations. If they were out of state, they were having pool in downtown Disney days. Yeah, but that been more likely during the nighttime. California residents, cold. Yeah. Yeah. But, also, this is also uh, one household per hot tub. There's three hot tubs there, and one was closed. Quite frankly, there's one hot tub I really question if it was really one household. Yeah. <laughs> there was like 12 people, people in, in there, and it looked like there was a lot of adults. Yeah, so probably not. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, that could be a frustrating thing if you go and there were only two out of three hot tubs open, and after a day in the park, that's where I would have wanted to hang out. Yeah, I mean. Because I was sore. Yeah, well, after all that walking. <laughs> yeah. We have to get in shape back for Disney World. Um, also to be aware of is the gift stop is acorns, Al- acorns gift it store. is uh, running on limited hours right now because of staffing issues. It's not that it's a staffing issue. It's just that they're starting to bring their employees back online. So they have to make sure they get their lunch break and have time to stock. Yeah. And so, uh, is what we are told and, and clean and cleaned. Um, so the, right now they're running the, from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., uh, so 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the afternoon, then reopening at 6 to 9 p.m. Okay. So, so so that's something uh, to be aware of. Our DVC room, I was impressed with because it came with hand sanitizer and four Purell hand wipes. I've never <laughs> seen. I don't know if the other room, the regular rooms are, but definitely the DVC rooms had that. That's nice to have. I bet they are. But uh, yeah, I definitely took that bottle of hand. And it was a good sized bottle of hand sanitizer. Yeah. So we'll... Um, so be on the lookout because we're going to have several videos on this coming out uh, on our YouTube channel, which is 626OHANA-CA. Uh, and we're going to be doing room tours, uh, our days and tips and tricks and everything else through Disney. There's going to be a lot more content. You can see what we're talking about. So, Yeah, and uh, see our great view that we had yeah. from our room, which was really nice. Uh, we definitely had our morning coffee and our goodies from Holly Jolly Bakery for breakfast out there. Overlooking DCA. Right. That was was a nice way to start your morning. It was quite magical. Now, would we recommend going? Yes and no. I think I would recommend going is, yes, I love going. We had the time, a good time to do it. Are we going to be doing it as often as we did with our passes? Absolutely not. Okay. I, I think it is worth it because even though the prices are high and we don't have our annual passes. I felt pressed to do more and get more things in for our our DVC. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And with that, uh, my, we got more rides in for a lesser wait time than we would normally have. Yeah, I mean, it felt like, uh, like the after hours events that they do at Disney world. Actually, I felt like it. Well, we've done after hours event at both Mm -hmm. Disneyland and DCA. If, at DCA, it felt like there was less yes. people there mm-hmm. than Moonlight Magic when we've done that for DVC. Uh, we have videos of that if you want to watch that on 626OHANA-CA over on YouTube. We have uh, our mm-hmm. ma- Moonlight Magic hours. So if you want to reference a crowd that was less than that evening over at Disney's California Adventure. or it, it felt a little bit more than at Disneyland, though. Yeah, it felt like a bigger capacity at Disneyland. But again, it felt a little bit. There was bigger, longer wait lines, but then they had some big rides down. Matterhorn is not open. Jungle Cruise is not open. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Buzz Lightyear's not open. Nemo. Nemo's friend submarine is not open. I mean, open. there were things that were just down because of, well, because of. Social distancing. And the other things I think is just their annual maintenance. Well, Jungle Cruise is going through a whole no, new reimagining. Yeah. So. And then I, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, Tom Sawyer Island is not open. Mm-hmm. But as far as, and I'm not arguing the worth, I think we had a great time. It was valued to go for it. We were just not going to be going back as often. As we right, because we can't afford, of course. Um, and it, it changed us. It forced us to do things that we don't normally do because we could look in our head going, you know what, we can come back. This time we were pushing to get everything done. Right, so, because honestly, they are talking about, they think that they will bring back annual passes before the end of the year. And said capacity, whatever this reimagined thing will be. And we hope they do because honestly, for we paid for a third of an annual pass for two days. I mean, it was expensive, and that's kind of the thing is, is we uh, before we had the premier pass, which covers that Disney World and Disneyland. And for us, we always got that maximum. We got that value out of it because we did it so much. Now you're paying for parking, you're paying for the tickets, you're paying for just so much things, and you don't have all the stuff that you had before. I guess that's the way to put it. And it, I I like that we got through through so much stuff, but I also like the fact that we could look at it, go, you know what, we can come back. Yeah, we usually maybe we'd go wander around the stores more often. We would pin trade if we wanted to sit down and just take a break. We did more of that. Like yeah. if we would just want to have a soda and sit down for a minute or two and just kind of take in that atmosphere, we did. Yeah, and that's why I said when we were at DCA, we were we had that mentality after being in Disneyland that we need to get through all this stuff and, <laughs> and then we had to slow down. Well, and kind of the funny thing I kept thinking throughout the day is I drink a lot less water than I usually do mm-hmm. because we're in parks. It's hot. You're used to taking that water bottle and just having a sip in line or whatnot. And you couldn't do it here. Yeah, you can't do that now. And you, I was really thirsty. Yeah, you really had to stop and think about, I need to get off to the side so I can get a drink of water and take off my mask. Yeah, and, God, that part's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But so that's a whole bunch of things to look at, look at if you're planning on going. Um, we had a great time. Yes, uh, we did. I'm glad to be back at the parks. I'm hoping. I got chills just walking down Main Street. <laughs> just so happy and so lightened after the last year. And you know, I might have got a little misty-eyed. Not like full-blown bawling, but I got a little misty-eyed. And it just that moment of everything from the last year, just walking down Main Street, it just, it just, it hit me. So yeah, I mean, it was it was worth the time for us to go. I don't see us going back as much until they get annual passes back. So oh, oh, one last thing is we always do cast member shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, two we have this week. Our first one is one of our favorite cast members. We always see her down at the French market is Shelly. Uh, she's on our cast member shout out. We always recognize her, say hello. It's good to see her back in her home. And she's always very friendly and yes, very, very nice. sweet. And then over at Batu by the rise of the resistance, there was a shopping cart and I had my backpack that was partially uh, opened and could have things could have fell out. Danny over there um, nicely had said, uh, your backpack's open. And he's like, would you mind if I, so you don't have to bother, I can zip it up for you. And he did. And that was just very sweet and very kind. So that's our cast member shout outs for the week. So that's great. Yeah, they're really nice. And so with those happy notes, the way we like to end everything is I think it's time for us to say goodbye and find find your your magic. magic. Bye, Bye, everyone. everyone.